Well, this morning, I just want to share with you about our need to respond to Jesus. And I was getting a little bit worried that I might do the whole message, but that'd be okay. It wouldn't have bothered me any at all. I could have enjoyed the service and finished it off. But he is knocking at the door of our hearts, and uh, Revelation 3.20 talks about that. And I was going to read that whole portion of Scripture, but uh, we're not. We're just going to go right into the, the meat of the message here this morning. And uh, really being uh, focused uh, on that verse of Revelation 3.20 that says, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in. And we will share a meal together as friends. I love that portion of scripture and use it often. And uh, I'd just like to use that again here this morning to speak to you. But, you know, God is speaking. Uh, I think our world is starting to come to that realization more and more that God is speaking. He does want to speak to us. He does want to encounter us. And he is doing that. And he's speaking through many, many ways. And, you know, we just need to be open to listen, to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. And, you know, he's always wanting to talk to us. And that's something that's so wonderful about Jesus, is that Jesus always wants to talk to us. Uh, whether it's, you know, for the very first time or whether it's the hundredth time or a thousand times, he's always wanting to speak to us. Even as we gather here in the church you know, as we come to a service here today, you know, Jesus wants to speak to you. Jesus wants to speak to us, the church. And we've already seen that this morning uh, as Lynn began to just open up her heart to you of what the Holy Spirit was speaking through her. Well, that's what Jesus likes to do. And, and so that's a wonderful thing that Jesus wants to speak to each one of us. He wants to reveal himself to each one of us. And not just at the start of our journey of faith, but through that whole journey of faith right into eternity. And as you come to this church, you're going to hear us talk about Jesus a lot. And, uh, well, that's why we're here. Uh, he is the reason that we come together as a church. Uh, he's the reason why we do what we do. And we recognize Jesus as God, as Lord, as Savior, as King of our lives. He's the one that we serve, we worship, we pray to, we give to, we honor and if you're wondering, well, why is Jesus so important? Well, there's a lot of reasons why he's so important to us. We, you know, we already said, well, he's our Savior. Uh, he's the one that dealt with sin. Uh, he restored relationship with God by dying on a cross for us. He gave his life for us that we might have life, everlasting life, that we might have an eternity with God in heaven. He is our Lord. He's our creator. He is our king. He's a God who speaks. He's a God who intervenes in our lives, a God that is good to us, a God that we love. You know, as you look throughout history and read the books of history and you read the Bible, uh, you'll find that it talks about Jesus a lot throughout history and in our Bibles. And he's the one that we need to look to to have faith as he is our creator. He's our Lord of lords. He's the king of kings. He's a God of gods. He's the supreme one. He is superior over all others. So when people say, well, why do you just worship Jesus? Because he's the supreme one. He is Lord of lords, King of kings, God of gods. Colossians 1.15 says, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. In other words, there's no one greater than Jesus. And, and so that's part of the reason why we gather here. That's why we declare his name. 
He is the only way to heaven. He's the only way that we can be forgiven. He's the only way that we might find salvation. The Bible says in John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. Acts 4.12 says, There is salvation and no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. That kind of tells us right there why Jesus is so important to us and why we want to talk about Jesus in our churches. This is a Jesus we know. This is a Jesus who is worthy of all that we do for him. And the amazing thing about that is that Jesus continues to want relationship and fellowship with us. He pursues us. He desires fellowship from each and every one of us. And so if you've been going through a situation or a circumstance that, you know, you've been really finding it difficult, maybe you've been kind of disappointed in God, you've got to remind yourself, as was said earlier, who your God is. Because he's not going to leave those folks alone. He's going to pursue them. He's going to go chase after them. Because that's who he is. He's a God that wants to speak to all of us. And I always marvel how Jesus desires to have a relationship with us, how he desires to speak in our lives, throughout our whole lives. Even when we get to that place that, well, I have never believed in Jesus. I don't even know who Jesus is, and yet Jesus desires relationship with that individual. Or when we go through times in our faith where our faith kind of cools off and maybe we're not serving God the way that we really should, and yet Jesus still wants to speak to us. He still wants to have relationship with us. He wants to minister to us. It's interesting in the passage of Scripture that you know, we read here in Revelation 3.20 that when you look at that passage of Scripture, the context is Jesus speaking to the church. And, and, and as I read that portion of Scripture, you know, we often apply it to everybody, and I think we can because that is God's desire, that he knocks at everybody's heart and at everybody's door but it's rather interesting that the context is that he's knocking at the church's door. You know, because sometimes, you know what, the church needs to get their act together. Sometimes churches can, you know, go certain directions that maybe God doesn't really want them to go. And so Jesus says, listen, I know I want to speak to the church too. I want to come in and speak to you that you might know where I am and how that I want to move in your life and how that your faith can be increased. And so, you know, Jesus loves to address, loves to speak to us. And, and he loves to speak to the church. You know, and sometimes as Christians, you know, we allow things to come in our lives. Sometimes just busyness. That's a really big one in today's society. We get ourselves really, really busy. There's so many activities that are out there that we can get involved in. There's so many things that uh, we can do that, you know, sometimes God can take that back seat. But yet Jesus doesn't give up on us. He doesn't give up on us. You know, uh, since COVID, uh, there's been, you know, some people haven't been in church two, three years. I want you to know something. He hasn't given up on those folks. He still desires to speak into their lives. And, and you know what? If, and if you're worried about that, of people maybe you haven't seen or haven't been serving God of late, just keep calling on the name of Jesus. Because Jesus desires to speak into their hearts and their lives. He's going to keep doing that. See, he doesn't give up on us. I was thinking of that when they were singing that song, that Jesus, he never, he never let us go. And he doesn't. 
he's constantly speaking, he's constantly trying to get our attention, he's constantly trying to draw, him, draw us closer to himself. And that's a good thing. It's always good. And, and the Lord will do that through many, many ways, but even on believers, you know, God is reaching out to unbelievers today. I, I think more so than any other time. I, you know, the world has always been important to God. God gave his life for the world that all the world might be saved. But I just sense and I see that God has really been moving a lot in unbelievers of late. And, and just speaking to them in so many uh, different ways. Sometimes it can be a dream. Sometimes it can be a vision. Sometimes they can hear the voice of God. Sometimes it can be a, a strong impression or, or, or maybe it could be somebody that sent their way and someone speaks into their life and, and, and all that kind of draws them to God. Maybe you're here in church today for that simple reason that you just felt, you know what, God was speaking to you. You're feeling the tugging of God in your heart that he's wanting to reveal himself to you and so you're in church today or you're watching us online today. See, Jesus is always looking to have relationship with us. And that's a message that we as a church that we want to proclaim that Jesus desires relationship with all of us. No matter who we are, what we have done, what our background might be, what our culture is, or wherever we may come from, Jesus desires relationship with all of us. And we just need to recognize and, and learn how to respond to him as he speaks to us in many, many ways. Revelation 3.20, as we said, Jesus said, I'm standing at the door and knocking. And if you hear my voice and open the door, I'm going to come in, and we're going to share a meal together as friends. Now, this is such a beautiful invitation. And again, it's speaking to Christians, first and foremost. It's speaking to the church to say, hey, Jesus wants to come into church. But we kind of, when you think about that, well, isn't that who we're here? Well, sometimes even churches can get sidetracked or be doing things they shouldn't be doing. And Jesus says, let me in. I want to come into the church. And he's also saying that to us as individuals as well. I want to come into your life. I want to touch you. I want to minister to you. And so this morning, I just want to take a few moments to see how we should respond to Jesus, just using this verse from Revelation 3.20. So first of all, as we respond to Jesus, we need to realize that Jesus is knocking. He's actually knocking. He's knocking at the door of our life. Revelation 3.20, look, I stand at the door and knock. It's interesting that Jesus is the one who is seeking and wanting fellowship. We often think, well, it's us that's crying out to God. No, we do that but it's always him crying out first. It's always him knocking first. So when we go through situations in our lives and we're going through troubles and, you know, uh, sometimes it just tears us all apart. We're so frustrated. We don't know what to do. Jesus already already saying, listen, I want to talk to you. I want to say something to you. You're believing a lot of lies right now. You're, you're getting yourself discouraged and you're getting yourself down. And I have things I want to speak to you. You need to listen to that knocking at the door. But to me, this blesses me to know that Jesus is already ahead of the situation. He's already knocking, saying, I want to speak to you. There's some things i got to say to you. He's trying to get our attention. And again, like so many ways that God can respond to us. Uh, for some of us, yes, we'll actually hear his voice. You can hear 
the voice of God speak to you. Sometimes it might be even in an audible voice. Most times it's just something that we hear on the inside. Dreams, visions, the Bible talks about that, that that's going to increase as we come to those days when Jesus Christ returns. So we know that's increasing. Sometimes it's through circumstances that we go through. Sometimes it's through an individual that maybe comes up to us and speaks to us. Maybe it could be a prophetic word. Maybe it could be a miracle that uh, something happened. Maybe it's just a, a simple impression that you have. God speaks in many ways. I love the story in the Bible that speaks of Balaam. And uh, he wasn't really listening to God. But God wanted to speak to him. And he started knocking. He wasn't listening. And so God went to the extreme of getting the donkey to talk to him. You know, sometimes... I think God will go to extremes for us. And maybe if you have a loved one that right now, you know, is not listening to God, don't give up on them. God can get some pretty drastic measures to speak. Uh, I don't know if he's going to use some more donkeys or dogs or cats or something, but I think that would be a pretty cool story today if someone said they were that bad that God had to use something like that to speak to them. But God will. He'll use anything at his disposal, to get that message through to you. He will go to great lengths to get your attention. And you know what? He's trying to get our attention from as a church. He's trying to get our attention from us as individuals. He's trying to get our attention from anyone that may be watching online today or maybe will hear this message many years later. God is trying to get your attention. He wants to have fellowship and speak to you. And that's the kind of God he is. Gives opportunity after opportunity, pursuing us, wanting relationship with us. You know, you can kind of think of the wonderful psalm, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. Well, in verse 6 it says, surely your goodness and unfailing love is going to pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. You know, sometimes as we go through problems and difficulties in our lives, we kind of think, like, where's God? Like, God isn't being so good to me right now, and I have this need, not need. Listen, the Bible says, I'm going to pursue you with my goodness, my unfailing love, all the days of your life. God is not finished with you yet. God is not finished with that situation or circumstance yet. Look for an opportunity for God to bring a breakthrough in your time of temptation or trial. See, Jesus wants to have fellowship with us. Jesus wants us to be in his Father's house for all eternity. So he keeps knocking, chasing us, pursuing us. And that's the Jesus that we serve. And that's the Jesus that we want to share with you or you're watching online. That's the Jesus we want to talk about and share with you. And then secondly, in this passage of Revelation 3.20, it says um, that Jesus is speaking. He's not just knocking, but he's speaking. And he's speaking in a way that will recognize his voice. It says, look, I stand at the door and knock if you hear my voice. You know, that kind of gives me a picture that sometimes you can be at a person's home and, you know, you knock, you ring the doorbell, and they're not coming to the door, but you know they're home. And so you, sometimes you knock a little bit hard, but other times you just say, hey, I know you're in there. Like, come on, it's just me. And... Uh, I was thinking of a few individuals that I used to have to do that. They wouldn't answer the door, so I'd just say, hey, it's pastor. Then they'd feel guilty and they'd open up the door. But anyway, 
But Jesus isn't just knocking. He's actually saying, it's me. It's me. It's me. I'm the one knocking. You can open this door. It's a safe door to open because it's Jesus, and he's knocking at the door. Again, he goes to great lengths to get our attention. And so he speaks out to help us realize that it's really him that's knocking. You know, and sometimes we need that because there's just so many distractions and disruptions in our lives. There's so many voices that are out there that we need to hear that voice and say, it's me. It's me. And see, Jesus will speak to us in a voice that we'll recognize. And as we recognize that voice, obviously, we need to listen. We need to open the door when he's trying to get our attention. But that's what he'll do. He'll go to great lengths. He will knock. If we're not catching the knock, he'll kind of say, keep doing it and saying, it's me. It's me. We'll recognize his voice. You know, and sometimes, you know, we got to get to that place where with all the things of life that we just maybe need to quiet ourselves to listen for that knock because, you know, life can be that way, that we're not hearing that God's really speaking when he is. See, he is always speaking to us. The problem is not God speaking. The problem is us not hearing him speak. And so we need to get that place where we catch the knock. We catch him saying, hey, it's me. We just need to be paying attention more because he does want to speak to us. You know, and if you've never heard the voice of God or never felt the impression from God before, I want to tell you that's coming. Matter of fact, if you're here today, if you're listening today, obviously that's God already speaking to you already. One thing, you know, as we come to this whole place of hearing God, you know, God desires to speak to us. Again, the problem is not God. The problem becomes us. You know, and, and sometimes, you know, we can put ourselves in a place where we're not really listening. We're, we're not praying anymore. We're, we're not reading in the Word of God anymore. Or sometimes we harden our hearts. Or sometimes we just want to do our own thing. And we really don't want to listen to what God has to say. And that's not a good place to go. Like the Bible does speak of that, about the people of Israel, that how God was wanting to speak and lead them and direct them throughout their entire lives. But as you read their story, there's lots of times where they're just saying, God, I don't want to hear you. And so they harden their hearts. And that's not a good thing. The Bible says today in Hebrews 3.15, when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts as Israel did when they rebelled. And we know that Israel reaped judgment because they refused to listen. See, Jesus is always polite to us first. There's always a knocking. There's always his voice that will speak to us. But if we ignore those voices, if we ignore what, he, ignore what he's trying to do, well, then it can lead to more drastic measures where he tries to get our attention and speak to us. That's why the Bible says there at the end of Revelation 3, 22, it says, anyone with ears to hear must listen to the, under, to, uh, to the Spirit and understand what he's saying to the churches. You need to be listening. You need to get that place as you hear Jesus knocking, as you hear his voice, you need to listen to that voice. You need to obey that voice. You need to respond to that voice, which brings us to that third point that in responding to Jesus, we need to open the door. Revelation 3.20, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and 
open the door. That's very important for us to do. When he's knocking and speaking to us, trying to get our attention, we need to open the door. Don't just let him stay out there and keep yourself distant from him. Open the door. Now, you don't have to change your clothes or clean your house or take some pictures down or, you know, clear off the tables, make sure there's nothing bad on if your TV's on or any of those kinds of things or if you're watching something on the computer maybe that you shouldn't be. Just answer the door is what Jesus is saying. Just answer the door. You know, I know sometimes we kind of do those things in the natural. We kind of think, well, I'm not presentable to God right now. I, I don't have the right heart right now. You know, there's some things in my life I, I got to fix first and then I can listen to Jesus. And Jesus isn't telling us that at all. He's saying, when I'm knocking at your door and when I use my voice, you hear my voice, just open the door. Just open the door. We often think that we got to fix everything before we can have any vibrant relationship with God. He says, look, just open the door. He's the one that can come in and take care of all those situations that you're struggling with. Just answer the door. Just answer the door. And I know that you know, many people make that mistake and they stay away from God or they stay away from church because they say, well, there's some things that are going on in my life that they're not good and I'm kind of embarrassed about. Don't be embarrassed about it. If God is speaking, you just respond. Let him help you. And he'll help you through those situations. Open the door. Invite him in. You know, he already knows everything about you. It's kind of funny how we can get like that. Think, well, you know, I'm doing this still and I'm doing that and that wasn't too good. Jesus already knows. He knows all things. He sees us all the time. He knows what's going on in life. So you're, you're not hiding anything from him. He already knows. So he says, open the door. Open the door. You know, that's the cry of God's heart. Throughout all the generations, that people will respond by opening the door, listening to the cry of God's heart. You know, as you, again, look to the people of Israel, like God is constantly, constantly was speaking to them. I love Psalm 24, 7 says, Open up ancient gates, open up ancient doors, and let the King of glory enter. Open up the doors, friends. Jesus is wanting us to open the door. And I encourage you to do that. You know, maybe you're here today for the very first time, or maybe you're watching online for the very first time, and you're at that stage, obviously, that I'm starting to open the door. There's something about God. There, there's something about this Jesus. And I, I'm starting to open this door. And friend, that's a great place to be. That's what you need to do. Where Jesus is knocking at your door, when you're hearing his voice, open the door. Not a real hard thing to do, really. Sometimes we kind of make it really, really difficult for people to respond to God. And Jesus said, open the door. Just open it. Then fourthly, in responding to Jesus, he wants to come into our lives and be invited into our lives. He says, look, verse, uh, Revelation 3, 20, look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in. As we open the door of our home and our lives, Jesus will come in. Jesus will come in and visit with us, talk with us, stay as long as he is welcome. You know, and I just, again, I just find that so amazing that Jesus says, all you got to do is open the door. If you open the door, I'm going to come in. He's going to have fellowship with us. And he's not concerned what your house looks like. 
He's not concerned about where you are at the time. He's just saying, open the door. I'll come in if you do that. I'll come in. So I encourage you as you hear his knock, as you hear his voice, as you sense that he's calling, invite him in. Invite him in. John 14, 23, Jesus, again speaking, he says, all who love me will do what I say. My Father will love them, and we will come and make our home with each of you. So he'll come in and make himself at home in your actual house and in this actual earthen vessel right here as well. Jesus wants to come into our lives, wants to reveal himself to us. You know, a little simple prayer is that when we hear Jesus knocking and we hear his voice and we open that door, simple little prayer would be welcome. I welcome you, Jesus, into my life today. It does not be a big, fancy, long, drawn-out prayer to say you're welcome, Jesus. I welcome you to come into my life. And he will come in. The Bible says, I will come in. So take that next step and invite Jesus to come into your life. And then lastly, in responding to Jesus, he wants to be our friend. When Jesus is invited to come into our lives, he will come into our lives, and he will come in as a friend. Revelation 3, 20, look, I stand at the door and knock, if you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. I like that. Jesus wants to come in and she'll share a meal together as friends. You know, from biblical days, and maybe not so much today, it certainly was in my generation, that you know people would just drop by, and as people would drop by, you would invite them in, and you would always have fellowship, and you would also always have a meal I, I can think of that uh, in my home growing up as people would come by. Uh, and if you would still come by uh, today, the same thing would still happen. My mom would welcome you into the home. You would come in and you have a time of talking and fellowshipping. And before you would leave, there was always an opportunity to have a, a snack, a meal, or something would be prepared for you. I was especially thinking of that uh, lobster season just finished down in Nova Scotia. And so we used to have lots of visitors during lobster seasons. My dad used to have uh, some lobster traps and did some lobsters uh, on the side. And uh, people come to visit. And so my mom, she'd always have lobsters, the shell and the meat in the fridge. And you would come in. And uh, before you left, would you like some lobster? And that would always be part. And that's what Jesus kind of saying. That's what I want. I want to come into your home. I want to come into your life. I want to have some fellowship with you. I want to share a meal with you. And I want to talk to you as if we're all friends. You know, sometimes we're scared of God. We're, we're scared that God's going to come in and, you know, he's going to rebuke us. He's going to tell us how bad we've been, you know, the, what you might have said a couple of minutes ago or whatever. We kind of get all worried about those things. And that's what Jesus is trying to do. He says, look, I just want to come in. I want to be a friend. Let's come and reason together. Let's talk together. That's what he desires to do. That's how he desires to converse with us. He just wants to be a friend and just approach us like a friend, yo, and just saying, let's practice hospitality. Let's just be to, together. So friends, don't fear talking to Jesus. Don't fear Jesus coming into your life and, you know, get worried that, oh, he's going to expose all these bad things in my life and 
oh, it's just going to be terrible. He's saying, look, I want to come into your life like a friend. Just as you would have guests over in your home and, you know, you, you put out a little spread for them before they would leave and you just kind of enjoy that time. That's what Jesus is saying. Look, I'm not coming in your life to make you feel terrible or rebuke you how bad you've been. I want to come into your life and just speak into your life as a friend. Yes, he might reveal things that maybe you need to change, but he's not going to come in condemning us or you know, just saying how bad you are. No, he comes in a very gentle way. I like Matthew 11, 28, 30. Again, the words of Jesus. He says, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon me. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart. And you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. So you invite Jesus in, he's not going to give you a big, heavy burden. He's going to be gentle and humble with you, understanding, forgiving. He's going to help you carry those burdens. He's a good God, and he wants fellowship with us like we were best friends. Sitting around the table, enjoying a meal, conversation together. Again, I just want to encourage you, respond to Jesus. Don't get over anxious. Don't get afraid. Don't get embarrassed when you're hearing his voice. Just open the door and say, come on in. Come on in, Jesus. And then have that wonderful conversation just as friends would. There's nothing to fear or to be embarrassed about to invite Jesus in. He knows everything about us anyway. He wants to come in have a safe encounter with us, that we could welcome him, and that he could welcome us, and that we have wonderful fellowship together. You know, friends, I just want you to know in closing that Jesus is knocking. You know, he is, he's knocking at churches. All over the globe, he's knocking at churches. He's knocking on homes, and he's knocking at our personal lives as well. And I, I really believe that we're in a season where time is running short, the return of Christ is soon. And Jesus desires everyone to be in his kingdom. And he's visiting people. He's encountering people. He's knocking at people's hearts. And in some ways, I kind of look at that, you know, listen, church, you, you haven't been responding like I've been wanting you to to reach the lost. And I just find that Jesus is out there. He's just speaking to people, encountering people. We've been watching new people that come to our church and it hasn't been because of us doing a great job. It's because the Holy Spirit began to speak to them. And Jesus visited them through a dream or through a vision or through, his, through the Bible, through his word, many ways that he, he speaks. And I really believe he's doing that. I, I believe that there's visitation that's happening in this area on our reserves where Jesus is encountering people and speaking to people because time is getting short. But friend, don't be afraid of that. Don't be afraid of that. Welcome the visit. Welcome the visit. What a wonderful thing that we can get visit with God. That we can talk with God. We can have fellowship with God. You know, I really believe we're going to hear more and more testimonies of people encountering Jesus. People having those times where they're hearing the voice of God and responding to the voice of God. And if you're here today or listening today online, I just want to encourage you to respond to Jesus now. Now, don't put it off. So many people are putting it off and you say, you know what, I'm busy. God, uh, uh, don't want to really 
deal with these things right now. If he's knocking, just welcome him. Just say, come on in. Come in. He's going to have a good conversation with you. He wants to help you. He wants to touch you. He wants to be your friend. He wants to have fellowship with you and talk with you. And that opportunity is now. And if you've already responded to Jesus, probably the majority of us here, if not all of us here in church today, have already opened up our hearts to Jesus, please realize that Jesus continues to want to speak to us. Don't run on last year's inspiration or last year's encounters or 10 years ago encounter. Jesus desires to encounter you all, encounter you all the time. You want to be in that place where you hear his voice because he's always knocking. He's always speaking to us. And he wants to have fellowship. You just say, open the door. Just open it. Let me come in and let me help you in this situation. Answer the door. I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice, open the door. I will come in and we're going to share a meal together as friends.